Mine's good. Come on, Brent. Life's good. Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have. Welcome to Game of Thrones, everybody. I am John Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Hey, Sean. Did you know if uh, people listen at you know two times speed or something? Uh, they might think your name is Sean Graham Scott. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess. I guess that's true. Um, cool good story. observation. Cool story. Eh? I'll pace yeah. myself better. Um, so uh, Scott, of course, is on the media bench there at the Leon Center in Kingston after a very interesting day of curling. Championship pool is underway, and uh, whoo, baby, not much got sorted out today, Scott. <laughs> No, I, I would say not. Uh, Alberta pulled back. Uh, you know, Newfoundland pulled back. Wildcard seems to be on a roll. But uh, they lost yeah. one today, too. So, yeah, tough. Uh, honestly, like a, a really fun day. And I'm happy that uh, there's that many people still in, in the hunt there. Yeah, so actually, after the, <laughs> after the uh, afternoon draw... And they showed the standings, and there was four teams at three losses. And I, I thought to myself, I, I didn't look at the schedule. I thought, wouldn't it be cool if all the three loss teams like weren't playing each other, and they could bring everyone else back? And then I looked at the schedule, and that's exactly <laughs> what was going on. Exactly and what was going on. I thought, oh my god, that's crazy. And and three of the four three loss teams win. Mm-hmm. Right? If Manitoba had done it it would have been insane and we would have had six teams at three losses going into the final day but we don't so we only have four but tomorrow is going to be insane the, the permutations of who can do what like I think everybody except for Manitoba still has a chance to get into the 1-2 game which is insane yeah yeah I think you're right uh, the way that things line up uh, you know, there are some of these teams that are going to play each other, and so people will come down to four, maybe five losses. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, it's going to be another fun day of curling tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, so let's start with what, what just happened there uh, with the evening draw. And the feature game was Newfoundland and Labrador against Ontario. John Epping won three lost three and now is one three again uh these guys very streaky so far this week but uh, a really good performance for them against brad gushu they get the force early get a three get a steal and really seems scott like they were in control of this game all the way through yeah when they popped that three uh, i was thinking i was looking at the uh at the house thinking i don't know why he's trying this you know uh, is it necessary? I, I thought it might have been there for four, but, uh, you know, is this something that you need to do right now? It's only the second end. And I guess having, you know, a chance to score multiple points against Brad Gushu the way they're playing, you kind of had to take it. Yeah. And he made it. And he made it. So, yeah, so yeah I mean, uh, once you get that under your belt and then uh, you can sort of build on that the rest of the game, play with a little more confidence. It, it seemed like yeah john was a lot more confident with himself and with the ice than he has been uh so far this week 
Yeah, and it seemed like just from the visual of it, yesterday there was, you could tell there's a lot of frost. It seemed a little cleaner today, at least on TV. What, what were you seeing in person? Yeah, definitely uh, clean, pretty pretty good uh, paths. Like, like nowhere was getting really sticky. Uh, I didn't hear any of the players complain about it. I, I asked Colin Hodgson just now about uh, how the ice is holding up this week, and uh, yeah, like all the players seem really thrilled with the, the ice conditions. It was a nice, uh, clear, cold day here in Kingston, so that helps as well. Yeah, definitely helps the ice makers too. And you know, even even people, you know, if they come into the building, they're not wet, mm -hmm. right? Like, as they would have been yesterday with the rain. So, uh, definitely helps out the ice makers. So, uh, a nice win for Ontario and John Epping after a win this afternoon against Manitoba, uh, winning that game nine to five. So, two games today they really kind of had to win both to stay at three mm -hmm. uh, and again that game against manitoba they crack a four in the fourth end uh crack a three in the sixth end steal two uh just a really solid performance for them all around the numbers don't quite reflect it as much or at least john epping's numbers don't reflect it but really felt like you know they cracked that four and they were in control the rest of the way yeah yeah absolutely they uh uh, you know, they, they played as well as they have to against uh, one of the best teams in the world. So uh, we'll see if they can carry that into tomorrow. They got a tough day, like all of these days are, in the championship pool yeah. facing Alberta. <laughs> and then perhaps a battle for uh, for a tiebreaker spot or the last spot in the playoffs against Northern Ontario. Yeah, so let's talk about Northern Ontario. They had to win both their games. They were, of course, 1-3 and three early in the week uh, they come out they beat a uh, wild card this afternoon six to four and uh, a game that I, I don't know scott like it, it just seems again seemed I, I, which is a dangerous word to use i know but that uh, mike McEwen and company couldn't really get any offense going that a very effective defense by jacobs and his team they get the deuce early and then really uh, put the pressure on wildcard by not giving them a lot of opportunities to, to score multiples. Yeah, there was uh, there was almost no chance for wildcard to get any multiples in there. Really, the, the two in the first end was, to my my opinion, the, the sh difference in the game. They were able to get that two early, you know, forced, and then were forced, and then, like, it was a lot of ones until wildcard cracked the two in the ninth end to get within one, but by that point, you know, one up with the hammer, this Jacobs team is, is too good to let that yeah. affect them. Yeah, so, uh, you know, a great day for them, uh, for for Northern Ontario, getting the two wins. Tomorrow afternoon, they announced going off the air, uh, the feature game, Scott, is going to be Northern Ontario against Team Canada. And, uh, whew, That's, that'll be uh, a dude. Yeah, that'll be a real battle there, uh, two, six, and three teams, so... Uh, speaking of Northern Ontario, Sean, I had a chance to talk a bit uh, in the scrum with Mark Kennedy about uh, their team and how they're playing right now. So let's take a listen to that. You talked a lot about having your backs against the wall, feeling you need to run the table, but every team seems to have that mentality at this point. How, yeah. how do you guys handle that? Yeah, that's just the way it is. I think that adversity early, we said, was, was helping us. You know, getting those last life emotions at the start of a week is difficult but you know we've kind of got accustomed to it now and we just go out and do our thing and I think some of the other teams out there are, are starting to feel some of the heat and stress and that's normal um, and it should make for a great day tomorrow. 
Marcus, is it in any way easier to play when you're in that situation? Up three? No. <laughs> that you know you have to win these games. Uh, I, I, maybe. I just think you, you, you have nothing. You might as well leave it all out there because if you lose, you're going home. That's kind of been our mentality for the last couple of days. And I think it just brings out a little bit extra in you and you're fighting for your last life and you're grinding. And But honestly, we got a few breaks tonight that we haven't really gotten early in the week. So that was the biggest difference. Mark, you, uh, good to see you. You woke up this morning knowing that you were on the verge of being out of this briar and yeah. now you're right in the thick of yeah. it. Yeah. Describe I, that. You know what? I would say we woke up this morning just excited to still be playing. The way this week was going, you know, we were one in three. So I think our mindset was totally the opposite. We were excited to come mm. out and play and and uh, play against the best teams in the world and give ourselves a chance to keep the momentum going. And so we all went on the ice today with a smile on our face, and that was a big difference today. To that point, this is a team that has started well yeah. at past Briars that you haven't been a part of that yeah. has failed yeah. at this point yeah. at the Briar. Now it's kind of a reversal. Yeah. So what's it been like for you to be to be? Uh, to I, hey, we've this? said all along. I think that this has been good for us. It's, it was been mm. a character building week. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. That's something the boys have talked about. You know, we've right. they've started so well at Briars. Maybe we'll this do it the other way path. around. Yeah. And uh, we've been a really resilient team this year. We started uh, a couple of grand slams, losing our first game, and then ending mm. up winning those slams. So, you know, maybe that's the next level of our growth is just being more resilient early in the week. And um, yeah, just honestly, really proud of how everyone's playing out there and handling themselves and uh, just try to keep the momentum going tomorrow. So there's Mark Kennedy. Uh, always great to talk to Mark Kennedy. One of the best talkers, I think, uh, at least with the media out there. And always has a great perspective, level-headed, but certainly they're going to be really happy. He's going to be happy with the 2-0 day for Northern Ontario. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, they're playing really well and playing in a position that they're not used to, you know, uh, being backs against the wall kind of people. So really different, but that sense of urgency, I think, is helping them. Yeah, uh, for sure. And and if there's one thing that we know about Brad Jacobs is that he can play with a sense of urgency uh, as long as he keeps <laughs> it sort of under control, uh, yeah. certainly. That, yeah, uh, and we talked to Rick Lang earlier in the week about that, uh, sort of keeping the mindset uh, positive. Yes, uh, which is definitely, uh, definitely going to be key for them moving forward. Uh, the other game tonight that we haven't talked about yet, Alberta falls from the ranks of the undefeated, the last team there who had not lost. They fall to Kevin Curry and Team Canada 5-4. And I don't know, Scott. Like, I think Brendan Botcher, he, you know, he's a, he's a tennis term. He had the match on his racket and he just uh, couldn't make it. Yeah, it seems that way. I, I was downstairs um, underneath the stands there while the last end was happening. Why don't you tell me uh, what happened? You're talking, obviously, about the draw in 10. He had yeah. the chance to do it. But then how did the uh, 11th play out? Uh, well, they got to the 11th uh, about halfway through. So they were at commercial. Mm. Uh, they went to commercial after the Ontario game ended. Uh, which was obviously much slower than the other games because they showed the update of the last rock of the 10th end in that Alberta-Canada game while the 9th end was still going on over yeah. Ontario and Newfoundland and Labrador. So by the time they got back from commercials, it was about halfway over and the it was wide open. Yeah. So uh, missed the first half of that end. 
Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, sounds about right. Uh, Cooey had the draw for the win. Was that uh, how it played a out? Hit, a wide open hit. So uh, Boster tried to play on uh, his last play at high, forcing Kevin to draw. Just came too deep and had a, it was in the forefoot, had a pretty easy hit that Kevin Cooey's not going to miss. So Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was pretty confused during this game. I kept uh, confusing who had hammer, who was doing what, but uh, that it was pretty well played for the most part. I mean, except for that last miss by Brendan Botcher. They they played the 10th end sort of the way they wanted to. Right. Uh, and, yeah, he just couldn't bring it home. It was the same shot that he had just thrown. So... Uh, pretty pretty tough with, uh, you know, the, like you said, the game on the racket. Yeah. For them not to come through. That said, all the other teams that had one loss lost, so they're still alone in first place at eight and one. Yes. So they, uh, but to guarantee themselves, uh, actually not really. They're fine. They can lose one tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, they they split against Ontario Wildcard. They'll be in the one two game. They're they're guaranteed at least a tiebreaker right now. Yeah, but I'm I I'm talking to like into the one two right. I think they oh, can yeah. lose one and still be in the one two game because they've beaten the teams at two losses. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so and and one of the games is against Wildcard. So if they beat Wildcard tomorrow night, they're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they'll be fine if they win. So. Uh, so let's talk about Team Wildcard. They get the win over Manitoba today. Uh, they play, uh, they lose to Northern Ontario this afternoon. And what I thought was good about that loss for them was we didn't see the, the them sort of revert to the negativity mm-hmm. that we've seen in, in other times when this when things have gone wrong for this team. So, you know, even the loss against Canada earlier in the week, they were leading most of that game or it was tied most of the game they, they got cooed at the end but this game they they weren't in control they were really struggling but the chatter remained good the body language seemed really good so that i think that was a good sign to come out play well beat manitoba they were in control of that game so uh, just overall a one-on-one day nothing wrong with that but if you're looking at the larger issues that have surrounded this team I think it's a good sign for them going to Friday. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I had the chance actually to talk to Colin Hodgson after the game, and uh, he spoke a bit about uh, you know the state of the team, uh, how Mike is doing right now, and how they're doing actually as an entire squad. He thinks they're playing sort of the best they've ever played. Uh, let's let's take a listen to that. How about it, eh? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was a good rebound from before. They uh, they're obviously a great team, and they were significantly better than us in the provincial final. So we knew we had to play. We we knew we had to play really well, and, and we were motivated very highly to win that game. So really important. This was obviously something we circled as soon as we made the championship round. We needed to play well against these guys because um, you know to have any chance to continue on. And Mike said you guys have been playing the best you've ever played together. Does it seem that way to you this week? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we found a different mode. Um, it's calmer. It's more relaxed. It's everything's just been easier. Everything, pretty much everything's been easier. We're, we're working significantly better as a team. You know, each guy's taking some turns. Each guy on the team's been taking turns, being the calm one who's like leading. You know, the other guys, and that's important for us because. 
I think over the last couple of years, we've had so much frustration. It's easy for us to revert back to, you know, just thinking about why aren't things working right now. And instead it's, you know, let's focus on all the good things that are happening. How do you kind of just flip that switch though and make sure somebody's calm and calming everybody else down? <laughs> I wish I knew the answer to that. Um, I don't think, I don't think there's a switch to be flipped. I think it's being prepared for the game and being prepared to, um, being prepared to help each other win. I think that's what we've been doing this week and giving up our own, giving up on our own, you know, personal feelings about how we're playing or what we're doing is just letting that go and enjoying the time out there. It's just something we haven't had before, I think. And it's what we thought this team was going to be when we put it together two years ago. And does it almost feel like a little bit of the pressure's alleviated because you are the wild card here? That must be kind of fun. Compared to Brandon and last year being the Manitoba team at home, absolutely. It's not even the same event. It's completely different. Not being from a province or having specific fans for you is also something. People don't necessarily come to the Briar to be the wildcard fans. So um, it's, you know, the, the pressure's gone. People everywhere have just been fantastic. It's really cool seeing signs, though, in the... in. Team Wildcard is a weird-looking sign at a briar. I've never seen that before. It's pretty exciting. Colin, Mike was pretty vulnerable just now about the fact that it, there's been some dark moments for him, and he's always been somebody where I don't know where his emotions are on any given day out on the ice. What's it been like for you guys as a team to finally feel like you're clicking and be here this week and everything going right? And is there a feeling like, let's just keep this going? Let's not, like... I don't, there's no urgency to, I think it's just easy and getting through the wild card, that was the nervous game, I think for him. I've never seen, I've never seen Mike have a shake in his hand on an important shot or a draw to the button. And I saw that in that game. So I think he's in a better place than I've ever seen him hmm. when we've played together. I can't speak for their other team because they've had some incredible runs. But our personalities on our team, I think, are completely different than Team McEwen 1.0. So it's just been really, it's been, it's just been nice that we've been able to have more open and honest conversations. And not only about mm. curling, I think just before this game, we went out for lunch and talked about life. And we didn't talk about curling, we talked about everything else. And we did that before the last game that we played incredible, the, the Canada game. We had a similar thing, we went out for, you know, a, a nice breakfast and had some good honest chats and and like maybe focusing on the curling's been a problem for us we've right. been trying way too hard right whereas we're just letting things happen now too cliche to say you're playing free you're playing freer than you've ever played well it's true absolutely i'm i haven't been nervous this week hmm. this is a weird thing for me normally i'm nervous at this thing you're more nervous about making the uniforms significantly more nervous <laughs> about making the uniforms that's a stress you can't show up at the event and not have the other team wearing their uniforms. That's been a pro <laughs> it's a problem for me. Oh my gosh, like if they don't fit, you feel responsible? I am responsible. You are responsible. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Thanks. Thank you very much. How's, uh, how's it like sweeping for Mike McEwen when he's throwing 97%, 100%? Like, does it make it that much easier for you guys to judge, knowing oh. that he's on? Well, yes, it is. He, he's, the most, he's the most consistent... When he's when he's feeling it, when he gets in his own little mic mode, um, he's f more consistent than anything anyone I've ever played with, um, and that's not to take away from anyone else. It's just extremely easy to read, so it makes my job easy. Um, 
and that's where that's where he's at right now i haven't i haven't seen this from him i've seen it against us and that's been absolutely it's been horrible when that's against you so i'm i'm happy i'm on this side of the coin for you know how he's feeling and throwing right now right on and fair to say that the ice is uh, performing really well so it's easier for you guys to say this path is doing this or yeah greg owasco uh, and the whole crew they're doing an incredible job um john john wall like yeah the ice has been fantastic this week and it's really good ice for us it's, it's the right type of ice set for our, our team to succeed um we've been practicing a certain way leading into the briar leading into provincials provincial ice didn't necessarily work for us there we struggled with it and we didn't make the right adjustments but we haven't needed to make adjustments here it's just been exactly what we've been practicing what you're expecting and what we've been expecting right on and then last uh, relating to the uniforms there uh these these sleeves you got a wild card sleeve on where, where do we get these sleeves can we get them on uh, the website or i don't know if the sleeves are on but anyone can actually go onto our website or go to our website and email us any product you see you can probably get from us if you directly contact um we honestly don't have the we don't have the resources to even get some of the products um online at certain times and quick enough method because every piece is custom made so it's not like we're if you order a sleeve we have a stockpile of them they're just we have to make it for you in your size but we are i'm i really want to push sleeves and and get them on other provinces manitoba has some wicked ones i think they're my favorite yeah they look pretty good uh last thing then does mike get his jacket custom made because it looks like he's got a little narrower sleeves now the way he wears it <laughs> no i don't think so he must just have he must just have thick wrists just the way he goes eh he's got a big upper body <laughs> right on thanks a lot eh? awesome thanks man cheers so there's Colin Hodgson, uh, very optimistic. They've had a, they had a very good day for Team Wildcard as they look forward to Friday in a good position to get certainly into the playoffs and even into that 1-2 game. So let's move over to Team Saskatchewan, Scott. Uh, update for the team from Regina, falling to Alberta and Northern Ontario. Uh, came in with only one loss now. They're at the ranks of those with three. Uh, what were you seeing from them today? I, yeah, a lot of uh, just misses today. Uh, I mean, they were being put in tough spots. Uh, a lot of a lot of chances to do stuff, and they were just sort of the wrong side of the inch. Uh, Matt Dunstone in the game this afternoon in the seventh end had sort of a run-back double. I think he would have been able to get two or three and put it right in between the two rocks he was trying to hit with his run-back stone. So... Uh, led to a big steal of two there, and that was the turning point of that game. Uh, this at, or this evening, rather, I mean, it was just a game that was dominated by, by Jacobs. They had a, an early deuce again, and, uh, you know, they were just sort of able to ride it. The big four spot in the sixth end when uh, Dunstone was unable to get the second rock out on his double attempt in that end and uh, led to a free draw for four for Jacobs and then as soon as that happens you know you're you're pretty toast against uh, Team Northern Ontario so I did see a little bit of you know throwing the broom a little bit of uh, body language sort of negative and uh, that's not not something we've seen this whole week from Team Saskatchewan I uh, know it's it's been very positive, and, and that was a very concerning sign in watching that game this afternoon. Yeah. You know, it, it's they, they weren't great against New Brunswick either, let's be clear about that. But what we saw today was, was a, a not a, a great omen heading into Friday. No, a bit of a frustrated, you know, Matt, uh, Matt Dunstone in those games today. Uh, I'm just going to look at their percentages 
Uh, Braden was pretty good. Everyone was pretty good this afternoon. Uh, I mean, the teams were pretty even. Uh, tonight, less so with... Um, it, like, Dunstone's thrown in the 80s still, but uh, the Northern Ontario team up over 90% for the day. A and it's not it's not exactly about, like, the shots, like, missing a lot of shots, but it's about when you, you miss those shots. Right. And uh, one miss there leads to four. Not uh, not ideal. So no. they're, st they're still playing well. I had a chance, Sean, to talk with uh, Adam Kingsbury briefly after that uh, the game this afternoon about what his role has been with the team. What do you say to a skip that's curled two games at 100%? Well, I say the exact same thing that um, we've, we've said for every game, right? Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's I'm going to be as cliche as you get, but it, it really is. You, you only have the moment in front of you. So yeah. that's all you're trying to do is get as focused and committed and locked into every shot that you have, right? It's easy yeah. for the mind to go... Uh, elsewhere mm -hmm. but the truth is is the more that you can connect to where you are the greater the chances of making the shot it's a simple um, process where it's that whether you lose a game like that or you win a number in a row the whole way that you go about your business doesn't change that's really the key so he you know the emotion that they feel when they miss shots it's not about not feeling that, yeah. right? They can, they, they're gonna feel whatever they feel, but are they letting that influence the subsequent no, shot? No, so, and if they're not, well then it's all good. How did you get hooked up with him this year? Well, I've known Matt for a couple of years, right? And um, been speaking with him all summer, and uh, you know, um, just uh, they asked me to come on board for uh, provincials, and well, here we are. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. No man. problem. And uh, real quick, yeah. uh, your relationship with Matt, especially, I noticed you, you're always uh, talking in between ends. Yeah. And is that just about keeping them grounded, uh, like you're speaking about? Just talking about, uh, you know, how. Uh, what we're going to eat after supper or what we're going to eat after the game and um you know what team he's going to pick in in nhl keeping it light yeah. i mean what what there, there's not much to say really honestly i think he knows exactly what he's doing and um you know it's not about keeping him calm it's not about doing anything other than keeping him locked in to the shot and the moment that's in front of you. That's it. Right on. Yeah. I'll let you get to it then. Thanks, Scotty. See you later. Cheers, buddy. So there's Adam Kingsbury with his comments. Uh, he's obviously there for the mental side of the game, and hopefully he can get them back together overnight here at Thursday. Yeah, a bit of a jokester, that Adam Kingsbury. So, uh, you know, he likes to keep things loose. Yes. So uh, so if we, if we take a, an overall here, Scott... I uh, I don't know. I, I I think if you're looking at it, it's going to be very tough for Manitoba to get something. But yeah, yeah. you know they have the opportunity against Saskatchewan in Canada to bring two teams to them. Yep. Right. It, and it's not impossible. Know, no, it's not even. It's I, like if you know if Canada beats Northern Ontario. Manitoba wins their two games. That's three teams, and then they just need Ontario to lose one of their games, which isn't impossible. You know, they play Alberta tomorrow afternoon. Like, if it breaks right for Manitoba, we could have 
a huge cluster at four in the, the going into the night draw. And, you know, for as much fun as that'll be for us, you know, pray for Vic. That yeah, yeah. I mean, the exact opposite way. I feel, I feel like Vic's head is going to explode, but I also feel like mine might explode, Sean. I, <laughs> I'm pretty good at math. I'm usually good at keeping track of all of this stuff, but like, oh man, I, I got no idea what's going to happen should things, uh, should things implode a bit tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's going to be something else. You know, Wildcard and Newfoundland play each other in the afternoon, so one of those teams will drop to three. You know, Northern Ontario, Canada, one of them will drop to four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Manitoba could bring Saskatchewan back. Alberta, Ontario is the other game. So, you know, Alberta could do a lot of people a favor by beating Ontario there, uh, including Vic. It makes the math a lot easier there mm-hmm. if Ontario gets pushed back. And then, you know, we're looking into the, the evening games you know, Ontario, Northern Ontario, Saskatchewan, Newfoundland. Like, if Newfoundland loses, then they're playing Saskatchewan. Like, the permutations here are crazy of what could happen. And I got to tell you, if we don't get a tiebreaker, it is 100% confirmation that Vic has supernatural power. I, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, all signs are pointing towards at least one tiebreaker here, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not. Ex- I'm not really hoping for that because uh, sleeping in today was great, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yes. Uh, you know, I'll be it here. It's a nice feature. I'll be here if needed. So. Yeah. So, uh, so the question I think Scott is, is, as we look at where we sit right now, the only team that has something guaranteed is, as you said, Alberta, guaranteed at the very least a tiebreak. Out of the teams, and based on where they sit, not where we thought they'd be at the start of the week, is there anybody else out of the other seven teams who you're going to be surprised if they don't get at least something moving forward? Uh, yeah. To, to me, I'll be surprised if Northern Ontario doesn't uh, get at least something. They were, of course, my winner pick for yeah. the week. They had a tough stretch there uh, of games. And I mean... They lost games where they played really well, like the game against uh, Newfoundland Labrador, right? So yep. they're playing well. Uh, I, I anticipate them to, uh, to you know, keep keep going one game at a time a bit. Uh, I, I talked to Mark Kennedy today. Did we already do that interview? Yes, we did. Okay, so you remember back to that interview <laughs> uh, <laughs> where, where he talked about, uh, you know, just the advantages of playing with your backs against the wall is that you know you can leave it all out there on the ice and and being able to play free like that i think that that they'll definitely get something uh, at least a, a tiebreaker yeah i, I think that's fair I, I would also say I, i'd be surprised if brad gushu doesn't get something uh, especially what we saw out of saskatchewan today he gets saskatchewan tomorrow night so if the moment mm. gets to team saskatchewan it could be tomorrow night uh, so if they're playing tight tomorrow night that could benefit brad gushu who uh, will not be playing tight uh tomorrow night uh, and then kevin cooey i mean you just he's it'd be very surprising if he goes zero two tomorrow so uh you know that game against northern ontario yeah it could go either way he gets gunlickson tomorrow night so uh, I would just be surprised. So, uh, mm-hmm. and that's more of a reputation 
thing than anything else. Uh, so, but we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose good teams, man. We're yeah. gonna lose good teams. Yeah, it's uh, like people have been saying all week, and I, I have to agree. Uh, one of the strongest fields in a long time here at the Briar, yeah. uh, and incredible shot making all across the sheets every day it seems. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough to lose one, but uh, that's where we're at, and uh, setting up for a fun weekend. Yes, uh, for sure. But before we get there, we get a fun Friday. And uh, two more draws out there in Kingston. And hopefully we'll have some sort of semblance of a playoff picture tomorrow night when we join you again for the final day of the championship pool. So, Scott, yes. go get some sleep, buddy. Thanks, man. I'll, uh, I'll try to get the show up as quickly as possible. You... I hope you feel better. And, yeah, uh, I think I'm on the I'm on the upswing here. I'm gonna try and go to work tomorrow. All right, Sean, d- don't be a hero, but uh, <laughs> you know, do what you gotta do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think if you're on the mend, that's that's great. Maybe you can come down and join me for uh, some time here on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see what we can we'll see what we can swing. So uh, certainly join us for the rest of the weekend by subscribing to the show on Apple, Google, wherever it is you get your shows. If you have not yet, of course, Spotify. We're there at Spotify too. Give us the likes, ratings, all that good stuff, and follow along as Scott is social media social media ing it up uh, at Game of Stones Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can email the show. Game of Stones podcast at gmail.com. You can follow the personal social media of Scott and I, Scott's at Scott Lakes TV, and I'm at Dr. Shawnee Beaver. So we'll be with you tomorrow night. Enjoy the final day of Round Robin from the 2020 Tim Hortons Briar. It should be a doozy. And we'll talk to you after tomorrow night's drop. But until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final...